Yo, what's up, everybody? The Smoking Word, and we are finally back. I'm coming at you live from a hotel room in the Czech Republic. I want to thank everybody who's still shouting us out and been hitting me up about new episodes. It's been a minute. It's took a long time, but we back. That's all that matters. I got some new podcasts lined up. I got um, I actually had a podcast with Toby and Todd from H2O. But mysteriously, the podcast Demons ate that one. But I hope to get that one back. I love you, bud. I also got um, another podcast coming up with um, my man, Brooklyn Project's Dom and Sick Jacket from Psycho Realm. We got that one in the bag and we'll be dropping that later on this week. But anyway, I know I promised you this a while ago. But we're going to give you a lost episode of my brother Frank from Haybury. Enjoy it. Pass it around. We are back. The smoking word. The smoke, the smoking word. The smoking word. The smoking word. What up? What up? What up? The smoking word. What up, everybody? We are back. The smoking word podcast. We're coming to you live. Where are we? We're in a secret location. I don't want to say where. But we're north of and south of that. Where, um, wh- wh- how would you describe this? You, Scabby. I would describe it as uh, a place. Who's that guy that threw him out of a plane? They say, hey, go find yourself. Wait, go home. <laughs> What's that dude? How would he talk? A uh, survival guy. He goes out. Oh, Bear Grizz. Yeah, well, this is fucking a little bit different. This is really. We're, we're coming at you from um, Sticky Thread headquarters. Yes. Somewhere on, uh, Somewhere in the space coast. <laughs> yeah, well, we won't get too tight. Yeah, exactly. There's an alligator in the back. Just put it like that, but well, um, it's a beautiful Sunday. We're chilling. And um, I finally got to get a friend of mine. I'm not going to say a good friend of mine because I say that on every fucking podcast, but a, a good friend of mine. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been lucky that the first bunch of podcasts all been friends of mine and not just guys I'm trying to get on to talk shit with, but... um. We are back. I know it's been a while. I want to thank everybody who's been tuning in. Um, we're on iTunes. We've been on iTunes um, for the last little bit. But make sure you guys um, follow the shit. Hit like. Um, pass it around. Um, replay the shit and all that. But um, thank you. And I want to say today, I got my friend. I call him Frank Breed. <laughs> He's Frank Breed now, but he goes by, he got a lot of names, but tell him who you are, and let's start off with who you played with first. Uh, Frank Novinick, uh, the first band I really played with was uh, Ringworm. We yeah. started that in high school, James and I, uh, the singer, who a lot of you know as the Human Furnace. and uh, Furnace, what up? We, yeah. We... Uh, we're still best friends, and we were since we were little kids. You know, we grew up skateboarding together and stuff. But uh, and he's still doing the band. Shout out to Ringworm, and uh, you know uh, that was in high school, Cleveland, Cleveland. Yeah, we a, a bunch of our early shows together was with Ringworm. I think well, the, the first time I really bonded with you guys was, and we really chill, got to chill was. Um, when Hatebreed had a tour, and it was, uh, it was, it was Hatebreed. Uh, Mad Ball, uh, Cephalic Carnage, Hate Eternal, and Ringworm did the first uh, week of the tour, and I was playing with them. And then at that point, I was joining Terror, and then Ringworm went away after the first week, and Terror was flying in from Japan, and that was my first shows with Terror. So it was 2004 for sure. I, I, I kind of, it's crazy because um, this is a funny story that I'm gonna say, <laughs> we're going to talk about. But yeah, I remember us chilling, but. Before us, I never, I don't remember us reconnecting from the first time we met that we're going to get into. Right. But it just seemed like I remember you exactly. It was like with Ringworm and then right away with Terra and we were already playing with Terra. And so we were always hanging out together and it always seemed like, I don't know, from then we were always real cool. But let's tell everybody about the first time we met. That's what, that's what, this is one of my favorite stories. Well, uh, I think going back nine years prior to that, it was that long ago. Yeah. Um, I was playing in Integrity in 1995, and uh, 
<clears throat> we were on the West Coast on tour with uh, Ignite and uh, Damnation AD. And uh, I think you guys were out there on the West Coast, too. And um, we had a show get canceled. And um, we were supposed to be in Northern California. And um, Ignite was like, we're not going to do the show. We're just going to go back to uh, Orange County and chill. You guys can go up there and play with Madball. And, uh, uh, you know, I, myself and a couple of other guys in the band were excited. We're like, we're going to play with Madball. Cool. This is going to be great. Um, but, you know, come to find out when we got there, um, <laughs> you guys were waiting for our singer at the time. and said, which ones came up to us? And I think what you guys said, you and Freddie came up and said, which one's the singer? And um, oh, he was out with some other people. And he showed up later and you had some words with him over something that had happened. Um, with with uh, one of your friends, yeah, <laughs> and uh, to, you know, uh, one of, one of our redheaded friends, one of our friends. Our, 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 what our, up, Isaac? Our, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna say no names. What up, E? <laughs> and um, you know, we were a couple of guys in the band. I mean, the majority of us, we weren't really up to date. Even and I know that's hard to believe being in the band with with what the situation was because I think that. Um, Dwid, the singer, he kept it, you know, uh, hush hush or, or whatever. So then at that point, we knew that there was some kind of problems, and, uh, you know, we, we chose not to play the show. And I think you told us that um, that's the first and last time we will ever play with Madball. But sorry, I played with Madball many times since then. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm full of shit, exactly. Right. No, yeah, that was the crazy thing because at the time there was a little static going on with. Um, the guys in that band, and then it was funny. So we didn't really know how the guys looked, and we always, you know, we had heard about the band. Obviously, guys were playing, and people were into you. And then we just knew that there was a problem with one of our friends, with one of my brothers. And if you got beef with one of us, you got beef with all of us. That's just how it works in our life. But I just remember when we rolled up, it was just, this was our first time going to, that was our first time in L.A., like ever, Okay. And so it was our second show, and we look on the fucking flyer, and we see that you guys are playing. And we looked at each other, and we were like, all right, this is going to be like the first and last time we're in California. Right. You know, we were like, yo, yeah. we just got to. And we were like trying to be like, at that time, we said, you know what? We got to try to be professional because we just started to be a real band. Right. Yeah, and that's why we didn't come out wild style. But the plan was like, again, it was going to be something else. And it was, it was just like five of us. We just had met Powerhouse on that tour, and they were with us, but we had just met them. It was, they weren't involved with that. So reality was the band. But, you know, and then I remember <laughs> looking for him, and I was like, who looks like a singer here? Right, right. That's what I was and trying to look. he wasn't there. And, and um, you know, uh, going back to it, it's funny, you know, and then, and then we, we, we went back up with Ignite, and we told them what had happened. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, those we don't think we're like those guys are crazy we were just in europe with them and they were flipping cars and all this <laughs> stuff like uh without getting you in too much trouble here yeah but, yeah uh, <laughs> yeah like but um tornado that was it was disappointing because i know that you guys uh had just came through cleveland before that we we were at the show and i think you were with doggy dog or something and that was like and, one and, of our first times yeah and set yeah. it off it was just new and and the band was like fully going you know as i know that the seven inch back in the day like you know, when Freddie was really young, but this you guys had just started going as a band, so it was kind of a bummer that uh, that things had uh, turned out that way, and um, for whatever reasons, and and uh, you know, and, and yeah, back then it was it was funny because the main shit was really more towards certain people that were, you know, the shit talkers at the time. So it was never because if anything, we <clears throat> we always got a lot of love in Cleveland in general. We, you know, shows were always good. The all the whole areas used to come out to to those shows. You know what I mean? Other states from next. So it was it was a it was a weird thing, but um, that was pretty funny. The next thing I know, we're just chilling. You end up in Terra, and we're playing with Terra. Yeah, I think that that kind of was like the end of of that line of the main line of integrity with with Aaron and, and I. And uh, you know, at that point, I decided to get Ringworm back together, and and uh, we you know got got that going, signed with Victory, and and really took it took off with it. And then you know, Terror. Um, but Ringworm was never at that point wasn't wasn't a full uh, full time band. 
So um, until recent years, they weren't. But uh, so when Taylor, you know, they they came. Uh, and Scott and I have been he, very close. Uh, one of my best friends in the world since like the late '80s because. Buffalo was only three hours from Cleveland, so that's what I mean. It was that Cleveland was near sure. other shit, yeah. like other poppers, sure. Erie and all that. So I would always see Scott and shows in Buffalo, and he would, he'd see me in Cleveland. So we had a you know a long uh, a long friendship, and that's how I winded up joining them in, in 2004. And it was funny because I remember they were like, um, "Oh, this dude's playing for them." I was like, first I was like, "Get out of here!" Uh, oh, he's he's coming in. I was like. Oh, that was this dude, you know. And, I was, <laughs> and if anything, you have that face. You got like a John Wayne face. I say you like John Wayne. Like you fucking put a cowboy hat on you, and you fucking be that nigga's fucking sure. nephew. And I was like, I remember one of the first times seeing you. I was like, you know, I don't got beef with this dude. But if anybody out of those dudes are gonna want beef, it would be him because look at his face. He got that fucking <laughs> cowboy face. And, and you know, and, and it was funny because. I, I didn't see you guys until we did the tour with with Hatebreed. So it, it's since the beef, nine years. Yeah. So uh, we were like, you know, we out, James and the Ringworm guys were like, what is going to be weird with Madball and them? I was like, I don't know. I hope not, you know. I mean, Hatebreed's our boys. And yeah. I, I, don't th- I don't think that, you know, that it's going to be weird. But And it wasn't, you know. And every, yeah. We've been, we laugh and joke about it now, and you know. But uh, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it went. Right from there to Terra, and then I remember, you know, you hit that hard. Like, that was, like, more full-time than fucking um, Ringworm. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I left my job. I was at uh, 11 years, you know, and um, so it's hard, you know, when you when you have that kind of security or stability in your life and you have that opportunity to decide whether you want to throw everything out the window and give this a shot or, you know... Uh, die wondering what if or you know you know yeah so i did i i jumped in the van and i did it with them and you know i was only in the band for two years and get out of it that shit seemed like well you know and and it's (laughs) sometimes you know you don't don't mix business and friendship and i kind of you know at the end there i was i was feeling more like i didn't want to be in the band and and uh you know, there's some things that had gone on, and I, I think that, in all fairness to Scott, that you know he learned from all that stuff, and 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 you know he had a lot of people that were in the band. He talked about Mike the Gook was in Terror. We forget yeah. about that. You know, Busky, Doug, yeah. Todd Jones, all these people. So I, I'm happy that they're they're going full throttle, and they've had that lineup for a long time. And I yeah. think that that um, it's good to see Scott in that position because he had been in all those bands before but this is by far the most successful and longest running thing he's done yeah they're killing it on that when you started then it was already you know they were already on the radar obviously but then they're killing it you know what i mean it was good from that you guys because i remember you started playing and then at that time you just saying two years then we must have toured fucking every other tour because we've seen you a lot yeah you know, then, you know, throughout that whole tour. So. Yeah, yeah. We did the Sounds of the Underground thing. I remember that. That was a good time. We were, we yeah. A lot of partying. Yeah, and no, that was good. I remember I wrote one night. I ended up writing back in the Winnebago with the you Winnebago, guys. Winnebago, yeah. And that's when we had you drunk that one day. Oh, night. yeah. And we were I ripping shirts on fire. <laughs> and that's once in a blue moon for you. So Exactly. And that, exactly. That's one that goes in my. In the history books for me, because I was like, fuck it, I want to go back in the fucking Winnie with these dudes. I don't know if you remember, but there was this big cooler backstage of like, it was like a big Gatorade cooler, and it had like Jaeger in it, was mostly, but it was mixed with all this other stuff, and we were just drinking, well, like, we were drinking out of a keg, like it was Yeah, beer. I remember, I, I challenged Scott or something, and I, I, I must have drank like 10, 15 in a row. I remember I, I overdid it on purpose, and the next thing I know... Well, well, there was a lot of things going on that day. Like, we're, yeah. We're, we're ripping sh- I was ripping shirts off girls. They wanted their shirts ripped off. It was a... And I, I want to say that I rode with you guys one night, too, and we, we, you were in L.A. It. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You came with us in L.A. because there yeah. was a day off. All the guys went home, and you came with us. Sure. Yeah. And we ended up, yeah, child, I don't even know what. You have a good memory for someone that smoked so much. I got to say. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> yeah, really, I tell do. everybody, weed affects the short term, not the long term. Okay. You know what I mean? It's, All right. You know what I mean? Hey, Florida, vote for that shit. Come on. We need you guys. 
Right? So you don't remember. So you remember all that, but do you remember the show last night? No. <laughs> no. No, well, not you, at all. Well, you guys were great. And, uh, so I love the, so I love it was good to, to hear you guys play. Uh, not to get on. Not to, uh, uh, sure. I'll yeah, there you shot. go. I, uh, Scam's giving me shots of Jack Yeah, what do we got? And it's, but it, what is it? Here, but which one is it? It's the, it's the Jack Daniels, Tennessee, Honey, uh, wow. <laughs> this is a really That's special. It's love. It's love. Salute. This goes out to Jack Daniels and, Jack, uh, and, right. and, and Lemmy. Le- hey, Cheers. rest in peace. Rest in peace. Ah, wasn't planning on that. Story, <laughs> yeah, not my. It's good. What, what, what? Um, scrambled eggs. This is like a brunch, right? It's Devil. I like. I like my eggs. Devil. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So you went from. Tara was only two years. Two years old. That shit, I really seem mad long. Like, yeah, I mean, and, and at that, at the end of that, I was really, you know, just unhappy in the situation, and and was considering going back to work. But uh, and and Hapri were like Sean and Jamie were two of my best friends, you know, ever since um, they would, you know, back in the day they would come through town and sleep on my floor long yeah. before the tour bus and all that. So these are guys I would talk to every day on the phone. You know, this is before. Yeah, internet yeah. and all that. So you know, I really was tight with them, and and when they wanted to become a four piece, or I'm sorry, a five piece again, they just called me and and said, you know, let's uh, let's rehearse, and that was it. They didn't really have any auditions. They didn't even consider anybody else. And and and, and it's been ten years. So let me ask you this: So you're finishing up. You already whatever. Where you know with, with Tara, you're yep. already you know ready to move on. You didn't know what you were gonna do. You get the call, but you, then you also get the call from Haybreed, who was who was popping right then. Yeah, that was. Uh, so, <laughs> so how lucky do you feel to just be like, yo, you know, you didn't. It's a nice spot to move into, being that you didn't know where you were gonna go. You know, right before that. Sure, because I mean. I don't care what level you're doing this at. If you're able to go out and play your music and do it for a living, whether you're struggling to get by or you're well off, I mean, this is a one in a million thing. Yeah, it is. You know, any level. Yeah, of Uh, course. For sure. It's like I tell people we put more time. If I put all the time I put in on touring, I could have been a brain surgeon two times over. Sure. You know what I mean? All of a lot of us. We all been touring so many years. Now that you, you look at it, it's crazy. Well, I, you know. I, I kind of felt like, all right, you know, uh, this is what I kind of w- was like. I threw everything away. You know, I had a job. I had 401K. I had I health need all insurance that and all that stuff. This nigga and got I, health insurance, I, I, no, yo. I threw, it, I, threw it all out <laughs> the, well, I threw it all out the window when I quit Terror. So then I was like, what am I going to do? I got to start back to square one, you know. So I was like. It was really, really blessed that I was really blessed that uh, that Hebrew had, had called at that time and, and were like, we want to, we want to, we want to become a five piece again. Have you be in the band? We've been talking about it for long enough. You know, they always laugh. We've been talking about this for so long. We we tour with them, and I would just ride with them. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bands I was with were like, please go. More room in the van. More yeah, room in yeah. the hotel. You know, so um, we just made it happen, and uh, it's been ten years already. So that's. Fucking crazy! That, it just means we're getting old. That's that, all I, that means. I, I know That's you said it. that shit the other day to me. You said I forgot what you said. We but were you talking were, about the Tampa Metal Festival you uh, guys played. Yes, so we played a, a, a metal fest over here in Tampa with the boys from Obituary. Shout out to them. Um, the aside, shout out to the Devil. <laughs> who, um, who else played? Corrosion, um, of Corrosion of Conformity. Uh, who else played? Yeah, it was a weird show. It was cool to. I'm glad that the obituary guys are trying to make something pop off. You know what I mean? Like I'm um, doing some, you know, that's a real forget punk rock as a whole thing. But it's a punk rock thing to do to go for it. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. Let me go for it. You know, they're in a band. They don't have to deal with that shit. But they're trying to get bands together, throw something cool in their city that's known for a style of music. Uh, that was one of the best at the time. You know, um, I don't know. Shout out to them. That was a cool thing. Hopefully, they can keep doing it and keep building that shit. Yep. You know, Tampa got a lot of metalheads. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Always have. And, and, and there's two things that Tampa has, and this is a fact. This is a fucking fact. They do got a lot of metalheads, and all most every best stripper that we jerk off to comes from Tampa. And there you go. <laughs> so if anybody oh, wants to jerk it. off the strippers, go to Tampa. According to Scam Dust. 
my, 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 they, they, they talk when they should listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a dick. Um, <laughs> you're a dick. So. But it's the truth. Yeah. Ten, ten years. Damn, 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 ten years. So, you were probably in Habri longer than you were in Ringworm, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, that's we, what I mean. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Like, like same thing. Like, Mitch has been in this band longer than that. Maddie was his whole existence. Sure. You know what I mean? It's so sure. weird. It's so long. That's what made me yep. feel old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I guess that's to be true. You know, because I kind of Ringworm was on a hiatus, so for a little, a little bit. But back then, when I was in the band, anyway. So I think if you if you count that, then then yeah, I mean. Ten years it's been. It'll it'll be ten. It'll be ten years in March. Now, let's go back real quick. All right. Walling out with Tara, like to let people know some of the things that I'm just saying. How how much you were partying? Uh, that cause it was a good time that everybody was partying and um, you know we were nobody overdosed, nobody got hit by a car. No, yeah, I mean. Well, it's funny. Terror had a rule that you couldn't drink before the show when I, jo- <laughs> when I joined the band. And, that, and when, after I joined the band, that was out the window about a week in. Oh, yeah. Just Vo- you've seen Vogel when he's blacked oh, out. Oh, yeah, of so course. I think it was a treat to see him blacked out before we, they, we took the stage. Because <laughs> the stuff he would do and the stuff he would say would be just... Yeah, he was level cr- ten. He's cr- I loved it, and then you had Doug, and Doug was starting partying, and and uh, Jockhead. Shout out to the Twin Peak hustler, <laughs> <laughs> and Busky was in there for a second when I was in there, and Nick. You know, Nick, he doesn't party, but he does. Yeah, so he, he's, yeah, he's the ultimate party, party animal, instigator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And Shout out had, to those dudes too. Yeah, and then you had poor Carl, who just was you know, oh. had to deal with all of it. And- I, I don't know. It's funny. I don't even know if he if he's he'd listen to this, but. He'd remember one time I, I talked to him back then. Because I heard him say two words in my whole life back then. Sure. And I looked at him one time during those days. We were in the Winnebago, it might have been. And I go, dude, like, you know, how do you do it? Sure. Like him, and he just looked at me. The next thing you know, he was gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Not too soon. I, and then it's funny. The ne- <laughs> Fast forward a couple of months, I'm somewhere in Europe. And I hear, hey, Hoya, what's up? Ba, 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 ba. I didn't even know, recognize the voice. I turned around, it was Carl. Yeah, he lives I was like, there. Now, yeah, but now he had a voice. He was like, yeah, right. that's like when he just got out of the band. Out almost of the felt, shell. Yes. Well, Crazy. shout out to Carl and First Blood. And, and all the vegans. And all, the vegans. <laughs> and all you fucking su- Swedish, Californian vegans, right. wherever you at. But then, <laughs> so, 10 years with them, what was the best spot you played with them? With <clears throat> Haybreed. Cause you got, we all go to similar places, but there's a couple of these, you know, there's certain countries that a lot of people don't get to tap into. I love Hellfest. Yeah. Cause I feel like yeah. Hellfest, I love rock. I'm old, I grew up, my parents partied in the seventies and I grew up on rock, you know, I came, come from a very blue collar family. So the rock music was always there in the seventies and, 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 and to, to go and play with those bands and share the stage with the, the bands I used to dance uh, in my diapers with shit in them too, you know. My father, <laughs> yeah, says, yeah, so. no. But um, you know, and then still have all the hardcore bands there too as well, and the metal bands, and all at the same place. And you don't have to look at the bill and say, "Oh, we're playing with uh, Aerosmith." Oh, the show's going to be beat for us. It's not. It's going to be great because there's tens of thousands of people there that love all this music yeah. um, and all different genres. I feel that Hellfest is really the one. Yeah, they're um, a great fest. It is. It, it really we played is. it from the, when it was called some other thing right before. They, then they turned. The name to Hellfest. Okay, it was the same. You know, yeah. an early stage of it. We got it, and it was great back then. You know, um, France got a strong heavy music scene. Yeah, you know, they always they like you know those strong for punk, hardcore, metal. Yeah. You name it, they yep. they love that shit. Let me ask you this: How long were you in Habry when you first joined? Till you felt like okay, I'm part of this band. To be honest with you, like right when I stepped foot in it. It's like I, I feel like I look at the pictures when I join the band. I know how like, you know, and that's one of the reasons why they had me be in the band, because they know, you know, they can get people to come in and play these songs. But who's going to be that somebody that's like us that comes from the same kind of music background? I mean, I, I always joke when I say, you know, 
Hatebreed is just all Hatebreed is is a cross between Bolt Thrower and the Cro-Mags, you know. Yeah. And then I said all Ringworm is a cross between like Youth It's an Air Warzone and Morbid Angel. You yeah, know? yeah. Although the bands don't really sound similar, we had that hardcore into the death metal type of thing going yeah. on or whatever. So I know these guys so well, and, and I kind of felt just like. I was part of it and, and like I fit in with them and was very comfortable right off the bat. And that was great for me because I think some of my first shows with them were uh, supporting corn in Europe. It's like 20,000. Yeah. So I was like, man, it's a little bit different. I was then, a little shook then. Than doing you that. know, I think I, I definitely I will, will say this for like the first six months, like playing those big, huge shows like I, I would get, you know, uh, jittery before them yeah. I don't at all anymore I, 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 I live for the fact that I know that we're going to play in front of close to 100,000 people yeah. you know what I mean I, yeah, it's dope. I, I, but, but back then it was that was all new to me so you know yeah it, it, um, especially because you want to come off too you want to you want the band to feel like sure I don't want to let them down that's yeah, the that's thing a, I want to do you know? same thing when I joined with my bad boy it was awful it was all AF guys with Madball. Sure. And I'm like, fuck, I'm playing with my the dudes I fucking grew up listening to. I'm going, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be the fucking Mr. Link for these dudes. <laughs> but they were like, yo, don't think, you know, don't sweat it, whatever. Just jam with these songs. And I took it easy. Same shit. So I was like. One of the things, you know, not to get off the track here or, or, or blow smoke up your ass, but one of the things I did love about Madball that, that when, especially when I did that, we did that tour with when I was in, uh, joining uh, Terror and Ringworm, that first tour we did was, uh, a hardcore band that came off so professional. You guys were so pro, and and Hapri was some other shit at that point. You know what I mean? They'd already blown yeah. up and had the, had the, you know, had the uh, sign the Universal and all that. Yeah, but I mean, for you guys, the the way that you guys were were so tight, the the unit, and I and watching you guys play last night, I still get that same feeling. But like y'all, you're so tight. There was no. BS in between the songs, somebody's stuff making noise or yeah. whatever, and, and like you guys, like it had a, it was, it's always always hardcore, but it had that metallic edge, which made which made it like polished. And I, I always thought like these guys are like pro, they're like still hardcore, but they're very pro professional about how they're going about it. And at that point, I just don't remember bands having that vibe like so much uh, up until that point. Yeah, it was different, but thank you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but you know what it was because also we learned that from AF and we caught the classic era of AF being the one voice era where they were a machine. They were a machine. Sure. So and they had learned they already been playing 10 years before that. So mm -hmm. they went they they were a machine. Yep. You know, I learned about what's being tight. Yep. Playing with Mabel, playing with Matt Henderson, playing with Willie. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they show me what the fuck. You know, this sense. is how you play. Yeah, that makes sense. Now. You know, so and then it was like, um, it was a good time. So it's like, um, let me ask you this: in um, learning the songs, how how many songs did you have to learn back then for Habri? Like, do you remember? Did they give you a big catalog? That was something I was thinking before. Because they play, sometimes I've seen shows where Jamie will just try to be up there for an hour, probably for two hours. You know, to oh, just yeah. keep playing fucking songs. Well, it's funny. I always try to say this in interviews. It's something that people don't know. Hatebreed uses no set list. Jamie has a That's list. Jamie has a list on stage. Crazy. He has a list on stage of 40 to 50 songs. That's what I mean. And, and then he just yells them out. We have no idea what the next song is ever, ever. For years and years. And that years is doing crazy. It. So it's different songs every night, which is cool because it doesn't get stale for us. That's And crazy. it gives the kids something to talk about. That is well, crazy. Yeah, it is. I wish all my favorite bands would do that. Yeah. I go and see bands, I'm like, damn, they play the same songs. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you know how it goes. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. I have a set list, and I got to watch that shit throughout the song. I'm looking at what the next song <laughs> and I'll still fucking forget what the song is by the time it comes that's up. That's that short term. Hey, you know, short term, live for the moment shit. You <laughs> no, know, I, I, th I think going back to your question, I had to, I think I, we did only like four songs um, and I went and jammed with them and um, that was it. But, uh, you know, our first shows were in Australia, I think. I, I, I think earlier I said they were in Europe with Corn, but I think they were in Australia with, with them. So those were my first shows with them. So, and they were in the, and they were in the process of recording Supremacy while I was joining the band. Oh. So they're next door at Zeus's, and, and, and you know Zeus is over there yep. with the house next door, and I'm next door in the house learning the catalog. Oh, yeah. That's and then crazy. waiting for my passport to show up, too, because I had a passport issues at that time, too. So, um, you know, it all came together, and, and we made it happen. But, um, you know, going back to talking about all the different song stuff, you, you know, you guys broke out some classics last night uh oh yeah, yeah. you haven't played in how long <laughs> yeah for some of these songs like 15 years sure 
what it, again like we've been we're getting ready for this 20 year of the DMS record and um we were rehearsing to um before the show last night and um these assholes decided to fucking play the, put them on the set list so it was cool it was good to get it out of the cobwebs out and it was it was funny i had to concentrate yeah there's a lot of concentrating going on yeah well it's, it was good and and i'm sure I, you're looking forward to uh grabbing maddie and uh, oh yeah that's gonna be cool you get to play you know he gets to come back and chill out and enjoy playing again and we get to get energy from him playing and it's a 20 years of that record like we said getting old that's my second album i've ever did in my life and that's 20 years old wow that's what i keep telling myself sure. i'm like that's fucking crazy yeah. like i i can't believe it like no you know people like i forget what i had like people um post pictures of like you know, records you've done and shit. Look at the same thing. How long, when people tell you how long you ate, 10 years. Yeah, sure. That's it's true. good, though. It's a good thing. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it, sure, we're, we're getting old, but the, the fact that we're still doing Ripe. We're getting doing, ripe. Right. Ripe. With <laughs> like a, like a not, not white, like like fucking Pantera white. I'm <laughs> saying ripe, everybody, all right? Like so, a okay. fine wine. Yeah, like, like a fine white wine. Wipe. But, but uh, to be able to continue to still do this stuff at our age and and, and be relevant and and, and not, not yeah exactly very yeah good. it's very hard people don't understand and it's like uh, I I definitely know I I think a lot of bands um, they lose track of that shit because you know you get spoiled you know it's a beautiful world we live in when you're on the, when you when you people don't understand when you go on the road it, it's your world that's your world yeah it's true you know and then we get spoiled by that but we got to also remember that shit ends. So eventually, and you're better off enjoying it than trying to be fucking, you know, bitter. Sure. Because, you, you know, like putting up a wall to like hog it up. No, enjoy yourself, dude. There's enough for everybody. Well, you know, if you, if you, you have to give yourself a reality check sometimes and, and, and let yourself know that you're um, blessed to be able to, to, to do this. So, I mean, every, sometimes I feel myself getting a little too comfortable and, and I just realize that. You know, uh, I'm just lucky to be in the position I am. And uh, you know what? Suck it up. So. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I say this always. Yeah, like um, for every shitty situation you're on the road, you say, Mitz would always say something like this, but I say it better. No, but um, <laughs> basically, you know, um, you go through those shitty moments so you could have the moments playing in front of 50,000 people playing sure. in front of us. That makes up. When you're playing that, you said, I'll do anything to do this again. I'd play in front of nobody for a year to have that, you know, 45 minutes of that shit. Yeah. You know, people don't, that, that never uh, felt that shit, they don't understand. No. You know what I mean? No, so it's like, that's it. I mean, for me, it's all about the show. I mean, playing, that, the, the number one, uh, people talk about, oh, you must love traveling the world, or you, you know, you, you go to these different places and stuff, and I love all that, but nothing, none of that beats playing on stage every night. Yeah, that, no yeah that, that's the best part. Sure. I mean, I know it's all part of it, but that actual moment. You want you gonna you you're gonna play music for the rest of your life? I, I wish I had a, a, an answer for that. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. We do I, for you. I play by the campfire scam. Rap metal, rap metal king acoustic. Uh, yeah, the, we'll do rap metal king acoustic by the campfire after the podcast. All right, let me ask you this. But no, I, but to answer your question, um, I hope, I hope I'm doing that. You know, oh, I yeah. really do. I'll do this as long as I want. And I don't see Jamie or any of these other cats in the band not wanting to not do this. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Why? Hey, look, some of these other bands are, are you know, I, I look at uh, Agnostic Front and, and they're uh, a direct influence and, and a huge part of what I do for sure. I mean, they, they definitely changed the way I thought about music when I was a young man. But they're out way older than us, all due respect. But and they're out there doing it, and they're and, and you watch the show, and they're still great. It's not like oh, they're out there doing a half ass, and no, it's no. still a great show. They're still amazing. They love it. Charlie Harper, how old is that guy? He's seventy two, seventy three years old. He's still out there playing uh, clubs and having a pint during the show and all that. So I, you know, I, I don't. Why not? Why yeah, not? hell yeah. I mean. Uh, that's the only thing I know. This or Robin Banks. That's what I would tell people. We'd be Rob. We'd be sticking. We'd be com coming in through your window, sure. but not me. Maybe a smaller dude. I push him through the window, not going through the right. back door. But uh, all right, right now, let's say, hey, Bree. Right now, Jamie says, "Fuck it, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna become a model." And Wayne says, "Fuck that, I'm gonna become a football player." Where do you go? What do you do? Man, I don't even know. 
Like, uh, I would have to do something I love, though, you know? I, I, that I, is? I don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I, would I, I don't know if I'd want to go on the road and, and, and work for bands, because we all know people that work for bands make more money than the people oh, that Oh, hell them. yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but... Um, <laughs> I love you, I Warren. I, I would hate to... I, I love living in Florida. I do. And, and, and I, I've been wanting to live here my whole life, and I, I've been here six years, and I made it happen. So I, I love being home. Um, when I was in Cleveland... Um, and I didn't have much going on there. I wanted to be on tour all the time, especially when it, the winters and stuff. So I really, really appreciate my time home with them. But I, I, I would probably like to do something where I could stay home too, you know. So I don't know if I would would go on the road and be. I would have to do something in music though. I'll be music. Yeah. All right. The, because I know it's all I know, really. You know. I mean, I went to vocational school to do printing and all that stuff, and you know, I uh, I worked in a, I worked right. in a, I worked in the tire business for eleven years before I. Oh, so you're a tire specialist. Yeah, Let's call it a tire specialist. But I don't want to do that again. Yeah. You know? yeah. So you graduated from high school. Yeah. That was it. That was it. Didn't go to college. And you went to high school in, in Cleveland? I did, and I did vocational school for two years during high school. It's where all the bad kids went. Yeah. You know? Oh, we're going to work right out of high school. They, back then, that's already frowned upon. Oh, you're not going to go to college? So, and we, that was basically the bad kids from like five, <laughs> five high schools in the surrounding areas would meet at this vocational school. But, but, that's, but that was the, the cool thing about me going to that vocational school is that's where I met people that were like me. Because at my high school, I couldn't stand the fucking people there. I hated them. And that's what made me, drew me to hardcore. Yeah. Um, but I met all these people at vocational school that were like me. And then you're, you're already branching out and networking at that point. Some of these guys that went to vocational school are world-renowned tattoo artists now. Yeah. And I see them on TV and stuff. And other ones are musicians. And some of them are still my best friends to this day. So. I, I, I went to Queens Vocational High School, so that's something. Where you but he didn't go there. He used to go there to try to rob people for their jackets. Back then, they, people used to rob <laughs> troop jackets. How long you know this guy? I know um, R- Richie Scam. I was probably maybe 13. That old, I was that 13, long. and he was probably like 18 by then already because he's, he's way older than me. So, thirty fourteen, but he's actually I know for a very long time. Him and his brother, yep. we met. We were doing graffiti with my man MQ. We ran into each other. We're set from the same neighborhood. Yeah. Then we lost contact. Then somehow, you know how you you find you like a you have a, this exotic pet, but you really like ah, I don't know if I can really live with this thing. So you go out to the middle of the swamp. You let it go. You say okay, good riddance. You know, good luck, and you, you salute it. And then the next thing you know, you're home. Who's waiting for you on your doorstep? Right. Scammed us. Who, who's waiting for you? Scammed and now, us. And now he got his his, his suitcase. He has a suitcase, right? And he got a backpack. He got a top hat. He got um. He got his a pop up tent. The best pop up tent. By the way, what's the name of that? What's the name of that company? That's Coleman Coleman Tent. Coleman Tent got a holla at the Smoking Word podcast and scammed us. He represents the brand, and I think you make a beautiful product. Your pop-up tents are amazing. Yeah, it's a one-minute pop-up tent, and it, it definitely has a, a little glamorous thing to it. it. It's a part of my glamping. Oh, yeah, it's a new movement called glamping. But oh, you heard you heard his new movement, glamping. Oh, yeah, that's a real thing already. And, oh, he beat you to it. Oh, gonna, why are you trying to take credit for that? We're going to be glamping today. Thank you, Coleman, for the, for the, for the you know, you better holla at the homie here. But we're going to play at the campfire. We're going to have some bass, some guitar. We're going to rap Metal King acapella. He's in the we're middle of moving. I, we, I took him from moving to do this. Everybody out there, you, you lucky motherfuckers, because he, he literally had a couch on his back. And I say, <laughs> put that shit down. Let's come talk shit for a little while. And then you can fucking move cabinets. Well, we've been talking about doing this for some time, so I'm glad we were able yeah, to make no, it happen finally. Definitely. And yeah. thanks to the fucking Sticky Thread headquarters in the middle of nowhere in the swamps for putting up the... Location. Let me ask you. So you were going into right what I wanted to ask you about. So when did you first get into heavy music, uh, like the hardcore stuff and or the metal stuff or whatever? Well, like I, I was saying before, my, my parents were big into partying uh, in the seventies, and, and um, so good music in the house. Good music in the house. Not that my father used to literally tell me that when "Smoke on the Water" by Deep Purple would come on the radio, that I would dance with shit in my diapers <laughs> while I was holding on to his tower. Kind of like now. It's right, kind of right, right. like now. No, nothing's <laughs> changed, lounge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing's changed. But um, so I got into it so early compared to most kids. So like when I was seven or eight years old, I remember having the Who records and my own record. Record player and Kiss um, was a huge part of my life, um, and and 
and and because of that, like when, when I was twelve or thirteen, I'd already found out about bands like, um, the heavier stuff, like bands like Wasp, and 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 then from there I took it to Motorhead. What I did was I would tape college radio. Yeah, you would tape the the the, the program because this is obviously long before the internet and all that. I would tape the program and I and I would get you get a song from each band, obviously, and and that really led me into the underground. And I got into metal first. I was into thrash, and I was fourteen or fifteen years old, and I would go see Slayer and Celtic Frost and Creator and, and wow, Possessed and all these bands in in, in the mid eighties. Well, but like, best. and I and I was and I was young though. Like I would and I would go to these shows by myself. I was pretty damn scared. I would say at those shows, I was yeah. just a little kid yeah, there by myself. A bunch of these, dirty metal. Animals, like long old, hair, older, dirty just, spikes, yeah, and old, older <laughs> yeah. drunk guys, you yeah. know. So I, I was just a kid. So when I found the hardcore scene and, and suicidal tendencies and agnostic front, and through that scene, I kind of started going to quote unquote hardcore shows and realized that there was, you know, friend th- that I could bond with the people here because I love the, the music. What drew me about it is a blue collar. It was a, it was pissed though. Well, yeah. one thing I loved about hardcore was very pissed. Yeah, that was that was the thing that I liked too. Was angry. I liked then you know if it was hip hop, it was you know the gangster hip hop, the yep. angry hip hop. If it was hardcore, same thing. If it was metal, I wanted sure. the, the 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 aggressive. Oh man, we got look what we got over here. Whoa, look at that! We're gonna take a picture of That's this. Beautiful. What is that? A bat? Look at we bass. They, they're catching bass. a big mouth bass. We got it. Um, hey, Peter, don't be upset because we're gonna eat this motherfucker. But um, they just caught a beautiful fish. Large mouth. Yeah. A large mouth. Let's talk about it. Talk, give me a little Florida skills. Talk about it, Frank, a little right, bit. So what did you lose? Let's get in, get in, get in. Let's take this fish. All right. This is, we're taking pictures with the fish now. Yeah, this is fish picks. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Does, you see, this is the one thing. Who would ever think that in the, you, they'd find gorillas in the swamps? <laughs> Swamp gorillas. This is, this is the name of the episode, Swamp Gorillas. Um. But I, I found all the hardcore scene through the thrash scene, basically, at the, at the end of the day. And, and I, that's where I found a, a people that I can actually have a, a friendships and, and a relationships with because uh, I wasn't getting that as a kid at the metal show. So I, and to this day, the majority of my friends uh, in my life are, are from the hardcore scene. Yeah, it, you know, that's kind of like what I, I try to tell people about um, the difference between and I love metal. You know what I mean? Yep. Sometimes people think because we're mad boy and we definitely uh, fly that hardcore flag. Yeah, we grew. I grew up with that. I love it. But <clears throat> the difference was hardcore had a scene that was weekly or you know by, every other week where metal was either battle of the bands or the big show that came into town. Yep. There wasn't like a this, there was no middle scene. You know, they, it was a, it was that's hard. True. Yeah, that's true. That's why, and it, even to the later years, bands like Candiria, look at those guys came up. They recognized as a hardcore metal band or whatever you want to put them in because there was nowhere for them to play. And the scene that they come from, they got love for hardcore, obviously, and definitely influenced. But they we adopted it more because we have a scene, and there were a band that wanted to play, and not every, everybody got the hookup to play. With the big bands, you know, if sure. you're in mean, metal, especially that was like, you know, yeah, it's hard, yeah, sure, and 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 in the whole metal world, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. For like a new band, you you could go, you could skip steps, or you just stuck. You don't get those opportunities to prove yourselves. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's, that, that that we do. Yeah, exactly. Things. We got there. We go. We could get in front of as many faces as we want. If it's one, ten, fifteen, sure. and work the shit. Sure. Now let me ask. I see you go, and I kind of know this, but um, you got to play with a lot of classic old bands. Yeah. I see you with the pictures. Your all time favorite, the blue club, uh, blue uh, blue oyster club. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's it. Second, fa- I know that one because that's a given. Yeah, Long Island. Yeah, that <laughs> but right? that's all right. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. And um, who was the second? Kiss for sure. Oh, you get the um, without a doubt. You know, we it's 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 amazing because I we play in this band that's just screaming and yelling at the end of the day. Yeah. When you <laughs> when you think about those bands, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and I and I I've seen Kiss thirty times. I've met them, and and we were direct support. I think Mark Mad who books us over there. We did Grass Pop Festival, and uh, he's like, look, Hatebreed has to play Kiss Day. And he got us direct support to Kiss. Oh, so I told as soon as I found out we were playing right before Kiss. That's great. Um, I told the tour manager, I, you know, months in advance. All right, we have to meet Kiss. You know that. Who? Right? Who? Schlumpf? It, no, it was uh, oh. it was Boz actually. Oh, all so right. Boz, I says we have to meet Kiss. Um, 
because I know that you know Snake Sabo and he's tied in with Doc McGee management and all that stuff. So I know that you can get us to be able to meet them. So he comes back uh, the day of the show or whatever, and he says, all right, we're going to meet Kiss at 6. Get ready. 6 o'clock. You guys be here. We're going to go get a picture taken with 6. Now, we played at 7.30 or something like that. So I'm like, 6. I started doing the math. I'm like, they're at 6 o'clock, they're not going to be wearing all their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I go, so I made him go back and tell them, no, we're not, we don't want to meet them. We want, we want them with all their stuff on. Uh, he came back. And after we got done playing, right before they went on, our whole band went in there and got our picture with them with all their stuff on. That's so, dope. And yeah. And then, I think I've seen pictures. I remember yeah, seeing some yep. pictures around. Yep. So that was cool. And then Blue Oyster called. I, I pretty much have stalked them enough that they know who I am to now where they have me come up on stage and play with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So they're rocking. You're talking about the band that wrote Godzilla and Don't Fear yeah. the Reaper. I mean, for, for me to be a little old me to be able to go and be friends with these guys now and play, ha- have them invite me up and play with them, is it's an honor. But I, I love it all. I love it all. I do. I love all. If you took my iPod, you would have... You'd be like, this guy listens to, why would he have, you know, you would find old hip hop, you would find Motown, you would find, you know, uh, yeah, everything on there. I just, because I was introduced to music at such an early age, I appreciate and love all of it. I do. And I, and I, and that's my favorite thing about what we do is because uh, it's music's a universal thing. It's yeah. about a feeling and how it makes you feel, you know, to me. And, uh, you know, to be a part of somebody, to be a part of a band that actually, you know, makes people makes people feel that the way I do about music is, yeah. is amazing. Not definitely. Well, Hebrew represents. Well, it's good. Know, it was a good thing. You never stop being a fan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You know, it's like you you still got a lot. You know, you. you it, I don't know how people fall. I can understand you can't. You get old. You can't go to every show that's playing every week. Sure. But something that you love and and like at the you know. I don't know how that that you lose that in your heart. No. Even all right, maybe um, I'm not gonna um, start moshing in my living room, but in my head I am. You know, every time I hear this song, yeah. it's still like that. I'll go back and throw on classic. You know, I'm, same thing. If you hear my shit, it's Motown, freestyle music, or hip hop. And then the next thing you know, I'll throw on an old, you know, raw deal yeah. record, OAF record, old Chromag record, and then I'm like, fuck. I, I I just let that shit play. I, you know the playlist. Yeah. You know what song's coming next. You sure. know how long the pauses yeah. are. How crazy right. is that? Yeah, that I, I like I the, agree. the AF live at CBGBs. That's oh. probably the greatest live record in heavy music, I dude. Love that. Straight up, like out of the uh, underground heavy shit. Oh yeah, I know all the banter. That's what, I, everybody, that's that. what I'm that's saying. I want to put some. They should put something together. But I want credit for it now, where they have everybody talking, doing their version of the band and splice that shit together because we all know it. Sure, fuck it's so classic. Well, you were there for it, I'm sure. Yeah, well, yeah, I was there, but I was watching in the back like a kid, like sure. you know, and just that wrecking. And um, let me ask you this: so you did uh, before? All right, so when you came, when did Wayne come in again? I think Wayne came back in in 08. And when did you come in? 06. Okay, so... so Wayne was the original guitar player. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I said. He came back, I know, early on. He left, and uh, he was driving a coffee truck back then, and and him and Beatty was driving an ambulance, so they would see each other. He gives him a heart attack, Beatty picks him up. Right, Beatty would always try to crash into the coffee truck, the ambulance. (laughs) You know, Beatty's a maniac, but... uh, you know, Wayne, the band was starting to do more and more shows. And I think that Wayne was like, he couldn't swing it with his job. And at that point, he was like, this band's not going to do anything. You know, I, I, can't, I can't lose my job to be going and playing in yeah. Providence this weekend or whatever they were doing. Yeah. And it's funny, my buddy Big Pete from Connecticut, um, shout out to Big Pete. <laughs> he always tells me this story that's so funny. Um, Hate Breed went and blew up, you know, and then they got on Ozfest. That was such a big deal. That first that time was they were huge, on Ozfest yeah. for heavy music. Heavy in music, yeah, definitely it was big. But I mean, Pete tells me a story about uh, Hate Breed coming and playing Connecticut at Ozfest their first time with their lineup. Then Wayne's been done out of the band, but Wayne was there, and Wayne's standing on stage while they're playing, and Pete was down in the front in the crowd, and he yelled up at Wayne and said, "Hey, Wayne, this could have been you." <laughs> And I always laugh about that. But now here he is. And, you know, he came back. And a lot of people, I don't know know this or not, but in 2006, when I joined the band, Wayne came back as a guitar tech for Hatebreed. Yeah. I remember when he started popping up again. Yeah. I would always see him up there when we play shows. Sure. So I remember him in the band not and just being around. And then then that's why when I saw him come back, I was like, oh, shit, I haven't seen him in a while. And I remember he was... um, 
hey, learn those. Everybody out there um, who might want to jump, jump, <laughs> start teching and learning them songs. Right, <laughs> that too. You yeah. never know. You never know, but you know what I mean? don't jump can't. ship on your band. And by the either. way, yo, Wayne, don't think I forgot. I challenged him to a shredding contest, just straight solos, oh, me man. versus him. You got your work cut out. <laughs> <laughs> he better warm up those fingers. <laughs> Look at these things right here. You can't fuck with these. But um, yeah, so, so he came in two years. How long after you? Two years after you? Two years after me, and he's been back in. Yeah. And then. So three of the five are original now. Yeah, it's know? crazy. Yeah, yeah. Usually bands, they get less. Yeah, yeah. You know, but we have more now. So, I, And Matt's been in the band, geez, at least 15 years. Yeah, 100 so, years. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, and we've been doing it with this lineup for eight years. Bro. See, I like that. when you Like you, like I mentioned Terror before, they've had that lineup for, for, for a long time. It shows when you, you know, have a it does. performance-wise, comf- com- how you feel. Sure. You know, um, the... the the vibe, the motion, everybody's on the same page. You go, you go ride the wave together. You know what I mean? Nobody's pushing and pulling. You know, you become a machine, you know, being on, you know, the same lineup, you yeah. know, uh, on the road. Even with problems, you kind of learn, all right, yeah, we don't talk about it. We do it here. Okay, sure. I can talk him. I don't talk him. <laughs> and we all know how that that's should hilarious. Go. You know, people. It's true, though. It's but true. That's how it's you true. learn the rules. Of doing that, you know, like kind of like, you know, it's, it's a, funny. It's a fun. last night. It's we're a, trying to find out about. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the same kind of thing. You kind of you tell some, you know, you yeah, don't get into and I it. I don't know anything about yeah. that. I want to know something. But. Yeah. Shout out to Biohazard. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Last we night. Love uh, all you guys. Yeah, definitely. We yeah. saw Bobby last night. So yeah. Yeah. It was a pleasant surprise. Definitely. Definitely. Bobby lives down the road. So, yeah, it's crazy. So there's a big Florida squad. So. Damn here, there's a lot of you motherfuckers down here. Matt from who was in Camara and Fear Factory's down here. Oh, he where is he? Oh, he's so he's down by Fort Lauderdale. Oh, get out of here! Yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. Get out of there. Hand and I'm down here. You're you're here. Fucking who else from a way away is down here? Well, that's enough. That's enough. There's a lot of people because I forget well, sometimes. I'm like, oh, that's right, you're down here too. Yeah, like uh, people that started popping up down here. People get tired of that cold. Yo, fuck that. You seen that shit? We're I see guys. Here. I see like the motherfuckers got snowmen in fucking <laughs> in Hotlanta. Oh, yeah. Now it's been fun. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything about all the bands that I've been in. I love my time in all the bands. Some more than others, obviously. Um, it's been a, it's been a great. I, I kind of proud that to be able to say that I've been in, in these four bands. Um, but then I I think about somebody like Craig Ahead's resume, and I realize yeah. I'm not shit. So, yeah. And I did listen to his podcast. Yeah. I, was, I love Craig. <laughs> yeah, Craig's the best. He's funny. He's a, He's a one of a kind. That guy. Hey, you could talk to him a hundred times, and you can have a hundred a thousand different conversations out of that one hundred. Yes. Be a shout out to your BM, by the way. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> and um, new record you guys are doing right. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's called the concrete, Conf- the concrete confessional, and we still don't have a release date for it yet. But it's almost done, and uh, we've been on a long hiatus right now. So uh, yeah, we're just because talk- sound, we're talking about the Soundwave Festival getting canceled. That sucks, yeah. man. I love you know Australia. That's like one of my favorite places to play in the Mine world. Too, and you talk to a lot of these bands from over here; they'll all tell you Australia is like their favorite place. And I, I, there's we only can't, one, we yeah. can't lose that. We I know, lose it. definitely not. And one thing I hate, I hate one thing is just getting there. getting there. You know, that's what fucking sucks. You know, you to get there, it costs a lot. That's why you know bands would love to go there. You know more. I'd like to fucking have a house there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the shit's a hundred hours away. Yeah, it's like here, kind of. It's yeah, hot. yeah, it's got yeah. The poisonous creatures all over the damn. The stuff that'll kill you. The yeah, no, hat, definitely. The the, the, a lot. The people there are cool. They're friendly. It's beautiful too. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, definitely. The girls are amazing. They're very, very um, well mannered, um, <laughs> smart. Yeah, yeah, I know. Maybe not for you, but for me, I still enjoy um, the scenery. <laughs> the scenery down there and kangaroos. Talking yeah. to them, uh, kangaroos. I got a good story about Australia. Um, when I was in Terror, um, it must have been around 2005, and uh, us and uh, a bunch of guys. I think maybe that band. Uh, what are they called? Um, Day of Contempt, they're an Australia band. And uh, we were on tour together, and we all took a day at the beach, Bondi Beach. Bondi was dope. Bondi you had a barbecue beach. there back in the day with the boys from Toe to Toe. You yeah. probably met some of those guys. Yep. Yeah. Well, we went to the beach, and there were signs all over the beach. Blue- 
jellyfish, blue bottle jellyfish, caution. So we go in the water, and the water's so clear, but you could see the jellyfish when we were still going in the water. I was like, you could see one over there. I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep my eyes open. Up, there's one over there. I'm just don't, don't have it come by you. Yeah. So we're all in the water, all these big tattooed guys and stuff, and all of a sudden, I'm standing there, and I feel this thing on the back of my legs, and oh. it hurts so bad. On the, both the back of my legs, I'm like, ah, feels like I got burnt. Yeah. Ah, I come running out of the water, and you just see all these big, tough guys coming out of the water, screaming like little girls. <laughs> and all the locals think it's funny. You, you gotta know? go quick, piss on and it. You know you're supposed it. to piss on That's it. What, I know. I you should have just start pissing in the air and just start rolling around in it. And I got give I got, yourself a golden uh, shower yeah, where you yeah, got. I got, uh, I got. I got a big slash across back to both uh, both my back legs. I love everything about Australia. You know, then you you see the beach though, like Bondi dope. Oh, amazing, cool. The little it's like a cove kind of thing. Yet then I go home, I watch TV. Somebody's getting eaten by a fucking shark yeah, right there. Well, that's here too. You know though. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's here. You seen? I don't know if that shit is real. When I see it on the news, like schools of sharks in the fucking right water. Here. It's real. Oh, that's real. Our close, the, the beach that's closest to us right here led the United States in shark attacks last that's, year. That's so. not a good thing. Nah, man. Because I'm juicy. I, and I like I'm to, juicy. <laughs> I, like to, I like to go to the beach, man. And I still go in the water. I've been in the water and she, seen sharks. When, uh, the, I've, been up to, I've been in the water and you can still see the top of my swim trunks. And I've seen five, six foot sharks swim by. All right, let me not ask getting. you. All right, let me ask you this. A shark eats Frank. What happens to the shark from eating Frank? Um, I don't know. Probably gets a little buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Probably gets killed by some one somebody one of my friends. Or somebody, <laughs> my friend. And then I've got my replacement, my son. So oh yeah, yeah, twin. That's definitely yeah, definitely whatever shark eats me. First of all, he's going to enjoy himself. That's number one because... He'll be high as hell. Yeah, and he's going to... Is that my giant edible? He's going to be lit. If he had any arthritis, his fucking fin's going to be fucking flapping like like a champ. Florida, you staying here forever. I am. Oh, hell yeah. Look, I I don't... You know, I I post... You know, people that follow me on my Instagram, at Florida Frank, you see all the stuff that I do down here and that I'm into, you know, whether you like it or not. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I enjoy doing. I like hot weather. I like the beach. I enjoy fishing. I like going to college football games. My son and I are going to the Daytona 500 tomorrow. Like, this is all, everything that I want is down here, you know. Um, and I did 30, uh, 40, uh, 30, 30 some years in Cleveland. So, yeah. I've done those winters up there and I'm finished with it. Yeah, you know? definitely. I enjoy it down here and I like it. Our, the roads are like glass. Yeah. I love driving down here. You know, you know what it's like yeah. driving up there. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I, you know, people always, I, t- I tell people like, they're like, yo, do you like it down there? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, yo, but it gets hot and humid. I'm like, I remember being in New York City, hot and humid, and it sucks even more when the stacks of garbage right next to you in between buildings. Instead, it's hot and humid, and we're minutes from the beach or sure. from a pool sure. or, you know what I mean? It's, it's People don't understand that. But one thing that I, I give, I blame this motherfucker over here, Adam, because when I, he, he, when I was first moved up, he told me um, I was talking about getting a car some shit and then he goes something about a pickup i said yo you fucking bugging i ain't no fucking redneck he goes you're gonna get a pickup and i was like ah whatever whatever so two years go by my brother it becomes you know living out here is a different way of living and we were like yo we need a fucking pickup and then i was like fuck this guy next thing you know the confederate flag comes out phil pantera's in the back fucking drinking white lightning people are gonna say what's wrong with hoya I listen. There's two of the greatest things I've done. Two of the greatest things I've done for myself in the last ten years. One, without trying to, you know, give give uh, give endorsements here or whatever. As I switched to T-Mobile, because if you're uh, if give you, endorsement, because I they need to they need to sponsor the Smoking Word podcast also. If if you're if you're a musician that travels all over the world and you want to use your phone for a hundred dollars a month and never come home to any fees, T-Mobile has the best plan for you. Uh, I, I need that, that info. Uh, I, I will give it to you. Um, and buy, I bought a, a new F one fifty. So and I and I and I yeah. and that is like I, I, I drive and I'm like I'll never ever not have a truck. Well, I don't. It's not city life down here. I know so you know that. And just to get rid of um debris, um garbage, you know, where you gonna put it on the top of your fucking Benz? Sure. You know, I don't want that on my Bugatti. Sure. And now they you know what I mean? Sure. I don't want that shit on my Bugatti. <laughs> <laughs> and my Benzo. And um. So from right now, you're home for a while? Yes, and then we go to Europe, and we're headlining the Empiricon festivals um, in April. 
Um, they're good tour. That's good shows. Good we're tours. We're looking with those. forward to that. You know, a little bit younger crowd than I think than the Persistence tour. But uh, and shout out to Persistence tour. We we haven't been on that in a long time, and we're hoping to get back on that. But after uh, Empiricon Festival, we come and tour the states. Uh, we headline and take out uh, Devil Driver and. Uh, Devil, you know, and a band called Act of Defiance, and then it's back and forth to Europe all summer for festivals. Yeah, well, and uh, we have a there's a lot of festivals. I don't know if you noticed they're not popping up in the states now. Yeah, yeah, which is we good. Have this one in Chicago um, coming up. I so, saw that. In July. That looked that looked good, man. It's a three day thing. Total typical Europe festival. So uh, we'll be in, we'll be in Chicago in July as well. So, but I think it's going to be a lot more touring uh, Australia. Hopefully, we can come back and see you guys. It's unfortunate about the uh, Soundwave Festival, but we're trying to come back. There this year for sure, and uh, possible South America too. So, yeah, we got to do something. We're gonna meet up somewhere. We're gonna I make hope it happen, so, man. Yo, Jamie, stop playing motherfucking games, nigga. <laughs> I know where you live. You know how I do. How you heard? What it? up, Jamie? <laughs> um, Shout out to BD, everybody, all the guys. The old friends, like, you know, we go way back with Haybree. Yeah. Jamie used to actually book shows of ours. This is what I give Jamie. That motherfucker, everybody knows he grinds and blah, blah, blah. But I know from when he used to book shows, uh, you know, he'd be involved. He always was involved with something, hustling and keeping him, you know. Sure. I mean, even if it was getting our band's videos played on MTV yeah. to, to book and shows. He looked out, and I, never, and I always remember him. You know, even before he got the MTV shit, sure. he, we, he, we already knew how. He knows sure. what's up, huh? Sure. How either you know, you know what I mean. But what but I all like, all of it, all of it, yeah. Shows the, and we, he looked out for whatever he, he looked out for bands that he grew up with, you know that he didn't need. You know they weren't helping Haybreed all the time. You know that we were doing some tours with Haybreed. Mabel wasn't helping them, right? You know he was helping us, but you know it, that's what I'm saying. Always, I love that when I'm bands that could do that, do that. Sure. You know how that shit goes. Sure. So when you're home, what are you doing now when you're home? When you're doing nothing? Just you go fishing? Nah, I'm busy because I'm moving right now from my other house to up by Orlando, and I'm moving out here toward the beach. So I've been doing that a lot. Um, but I try to make it to the beach. I have a lot of family that comes down and visits me, which is cool because uh, I don't have to go there. Yeah, you and, <laughs> so you, they, and you and you own stock in Disney, right? Because motherfucker, Disney should sponsor you. I know, I know. Well, I, the mouse gets a lot of my money, but we have a good time over there, <laughs> and uh, I have my drinking team over there, and uh, we do all kinds of stuff over there as well. So um, that mouse is alright, but chill out with them gerbils, all right? <laughs> that's a whole nother episode yeah, but that's another story bro. right but <laughs> now nah, um i just just relaxing pretty much but uh you know i try to keep myself busy when i'm home so but, good uh, good i'm glad i got you here yeah we're hanging out here yeah yeah now nah, we're over here we're, we got a bonfire in the back we, we got it. um some very good greenage medication we're medicating i have some people scams pouring them shots of honey whiskey <laughs> Um, we got my man Steve here. We're gonna feed him to the Gators in about man, five to ten oh, minutes. We're gonna put him. We're gonna don't wait. I need his hands. Yeah, hey, yeah, keep yeah. his hands. Yeah, but um, shout out to everybody. I wanna again. I'm glad I got you. We're gonna do one from the road. Okay. And we're gonna we'll follow the up, guys. Then mean. Then we're gonna mean you're gonna double team Freddie. All right, good. You know, we go yep. get at him sure. and we fucking, we interrogate him. Oh, yeah. You know, because <laughs> yeah. there's a, we go, we could go, we're going to go uh, um, dissect some tours that we had back then. A lot of good Chemical time. Ali. Chemical Ali. He was in the house last night, yep. you know. But um, shout out to Frank. Shout out to Hey Breed. Check them out. They're coming out with a record soon. Shout out to fucking Sticky Thread Headquarters in the Everglades. Shout out to fucking Steve Gator Food. Shout out to Scam Dust for fucking pouring the drinks and for, you know, for, he, he's been thanking me all day. And I tell him, you don't need to thank me. I do it from my heart and I love him. But, um, by the way, I love when he talks like this. It's so, <laughs> funny and it's cool. Keep going. Look, I love look. it. So, but thanks to everybody tuning in. Catch you on the next one. I got a couple. Um, we got a couple surprises coming up. I'm gonna be hitting the road in a couple of weeks, so we're gonna be on the tour. We're actually gonna be on the road with Chronothorns, Rikers. So Definitely. I'm gonna have Ezek. So I got. Oh yeah, I've been got, saving yeah, it. Yeah, I've been saving. Him, yeah. No, I've been saving him. He thinks I got like I'm trying to like bob and weave him. I'm saving him. Oh, that'll be. So good I'm gonna one. get him good, but um, yeah. yo, he's always very funny. Yeah, Chronothorns in the house. That'll be good. Yo, but. One love, we out. You can say we're all born to lose. Ain't no sense, right? We all live to die. And who knows if there's an afterlife? Either way, you hope to leave.
Fight!